the San Jose Sharks head to the holiday break on its sour note. We'll break this one down. We'll tell you the Vancouver Canucks are the best team in the National Hockey League. Plus, the Barracuda do Barracuda things. I think I just heard Ian go arg from Sault Ste. Marie. Let's talk about it all right now here on Teal Town After Dark. Happy holidays, Sharks fans all over the world and in Sharks territory. We appreciate each and every one of you, and we welcome you to this edition of Teal Town After Dark, your live interactive Sharks post game. We do this after every single game, home and away, even if it's a sucky game or they somehow win on the road, which I don't think has happened in quite some time. But if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow hockey fans on the YouTube page or the app. But of course, we encourage you to follow us on the social, at all the social media sections there. Of course, you can find everything at tealtownusa.com of what we do. And if you want to support the pop, there's two ways you can do that. You can hit us up on Venmo at tealtownusa or join the conversation right now on the Super Chat with the Super Chat donation. And uh, you can tip us some love and maybe... Hello. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I don't remember the, I, I don't remember the second one. So I think the first one was an apple spritzer, but I don't think that's what it's called. And the second one had vodka in it. I'm not sure what it was. My dad told me to order it. So I, I could not tell you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Oh, that's even better. Hey, hey all oh, right. No sound whatsoever. Well, that might no improve. Sound. That might improve. That might improve the broadcast at this point because <laughs> we we've seen you read it. Uh so should we start all over again? That should be fun. That should be we fun. Got it. We're going to start over, guys. Give us a minute. Give no, us a yeah, minute. No. Yeah, no, Give us I a minute. We'll no, be right back. Well, we, we can't do that. We can't do that. But hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. I am with Jules, who just celebrated her birthday with her apple spritzer, plus the other one that she totally vodka, forgot. That's all I know. Had vodka. Good. Had vodka. So I'm good. <laughs> I'm kidding. Got me through this game. As I said, uh, as I said, muted. This game should be fun. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. And so what? So what else will will be? Yeah, it'll be a a lot more of uh, pain. So we'll talk about the Sharks going up to Vancouver on the final uh, game before the holiday break. Of course, you know. Hey, uh, all I'm gonna say is is that they're due to win in Vancouver, right? No. Okay. Well, well, good night, everyone. Appreciate that. Uh, Sharks <laughs> lost to the Desert Dogs on Thursday to a 5-2 score. Uh, the Canucks, with a win, would be the top team in the NHL. Uh, and, you know, of course, Jules... What world are we living in? Sorry, Canucks fans. Uh, all, all I'm saying is, is that message sent. 
message sent in the first seven minutes of this game where Andre Kuzmenko, who'd been scratched the last two games, oh, he scores two goals. Of course he does. You know, any player who comes back from being scratched or like whatever happened to them is if they're playing the Sharks on their first game back, they're scoring a hat trick or two goals at least. That's on the kind side. <sighs> yeah, and he almost scored a hat trick in the in this period, in the first period, and it looked like like here we go again, the Sharks and Canucks, and it's gonna be a a ten nothing route. It's just gonna be nuts. It's just gonna be great. We're gonna be ranting and raving and everything. I mean, it is Festivus after all. Be on the lookout for we air those grievances a little bit later in the program. Uh, but I was like, no. We're down to nothing. It's not looking good. Not looking good at all. And then what happens? Things started to turn around. Nice defensive play. You get Granlin, uh, who ends up getting credit for the goal uh, instead of Declare to make it 2-1. What did you think of that one? Um, I I've li- I think, okay, I really liked Granlin just kind of sped up and then just passed it to Declare. And Declare, just what a shot, man. That was just the silky smooth pinpoint shot it, it was really nice and i like to see dupe heating up because he's kind of a hot and cold player so when he's heating up that probably means the sharks offense might be also heating up at some point yeah in it, the near future not sorry i didn't mean to jump in there but uh, i mean you're good with duclair with that nice goal on thursday night in the loss to arizona it was nice to see him contribute a little bit there uh speaking of contributions jerry f with a $5 super chat. Thank you very much, my friend. My son and I really enjoyed making it up to the game on Thursday and seeing you, Puck Guy. Uh, we're back in San Diego. Thanks for the great coverage. Glad you got back safely. And Jerry, it was always a pleasure to run into you uh, in there. I need to also shout out somebody else in a little bit later, too, on the uh, who was on our Discord, uh, came up to me, and we started chatting away on the n- night. Uh desensitized i think is how he pronounces it but hey appreciate you joining us as well so uh thank you very much for that but getting back to the game granlin's goal made it 2-1 and then not even three minutes later tomas hurdle with his league leading 12th of the season jules and all of a sudden it was a brand new game and i'm like oh all right. Yeah, for a minute there, I thought we had the old Sharks come back, and I was like, oh, they're going to make this interesting. I mean, and they did make it interesting, but, like, I was like, oh, the old Sharks are back, you know, come back, never stop working, and, and it kind of just went away. But um, <laughs> it, 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 it it was nice to see the effort. Yeah, looking good. Uh, 2-2 after after one period, although the shots were like like a crazy uh, 6-5 or 7-5 in, in that total. It's like been a rough go for both goaltenders, Demko and Blackwood, and this one obviously more so Blackwood as the I will second say period. Blackwood has been shaky lately, and I know he's an on-and-off goaltender, but oof, mud on. Uh, Blackwood has been a wee bit shaky um, as of late. You could say he's like a Katy Perry song, when you're hot and you're cold, when you're yes, you're no. When you're in or you're out, or you're up and you're down. I'm sorry. 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 (laughs) Speaking of sorry, the second period of this game, uh, you had Amon after. And here's the funny thing. It's like Amon takes, uh, does a snow shower. Ferraro gets offended. Joshua goes to the box for roughing up Ferraro. And then 
literally right after the penalty expires, Amon scores to make it 3-2 Vancouver. And then... So I, I will give props to Ferraro. He did that after like a one of many three-minute-long shifts for that dude tonight. Um, so like props for him for standing up to the goalie or for standing up for Blackwood, I guess. But like that was kind of rough to draw a penalty and then immediately after the penalty gets scored on by the guy who like you were trying to fight basically. Yeah. Um, so a little rough on that front for uh, Mario there. Not not a fun one. I, I get it. And, and it, the power play just was struggling there. I did like the first unit. The second unit was questionable. <laughs> Well, yeah, you're, you're you're not wrong on that one. That's for sure. But I don't think Granlin should be running the point on a power play, but I will stand down on that right now. <laughs> so you're you're not a fan of the four forward uh, group? The five, the chaos, the five. As people on Twitter call it, the chaos. I mean, I like it. I just think it it, it needs like I liked it tonight, but like some nights it just doesn't work because guys know that that's a forward, so they know that it's really easy to get shorthanded goals if God forbid the Sharks mess up and flubber on passes and stuff like that. Um, and, and they have a tendency to do that. So that made it 3-2. Then Sam Lafferty about two and a half minutes later after the power play was uh, gone for Vancouver. He tips home a shot from Lafferty. Uh, or excuse me. Lafferty tips home a shot from Cole. Uh, you you think I was drinking tonight. And boy, how could I use one? Uh, uh, Cole uh, with the shot from the point. Lafferty f- tips it in to make it 4-2. And then you're like, uh-oh, here we go again. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Canucks do it a lot. And the Sharks, I wish, did it more. They just, uh, they just shoot like pucks towards the net and then hope for tips. The Sharks have, they do that a little, but it's typically they'll go off the boards and hope for a weird bounce to come their way. Um, so like learn a little from the Canucks that, you know, you should probably not like shoot it towards the goalie and hope for a tip. Cause you're more likely for something to happen instead of shooting it off the boards. You know what I mean? Like what the Sharks do is good, but like puck and I puck and I were talking during the game. It's like, you know, it's kind of a dump and chase scenario a lot with the Sharks and it gets really frustrating. Because in order to chase, you need to make sure you beat them to the puck. I'm just putting it out there. Yeah, you can't just go off the end wall or like the left wall or something like that and just try to get the it just re- anyways. I'm not gonna go down this. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Ferraro, Darren Collings, Ferraro blocks more shots than some goalies do. <laughs> I think Ferraro has blocked more shots in some games, and the Sharks have put on shots onto the goalie, so oh, you yeah. might not a hundred percent. Absolutely. It's that's not a good thing. It's it's not a good thing. It's like icing on the power play, as Randy Helen would say. Which the Sharks have done also. Yeah, Anyways, which is which is never good. Yeah. Uh, so Zetterland, you know, about two and a half minutes after the Canucks make it four two, he gets back into it after taking a painful shot from a skate into the place where the sun don't shine. Uh, nice to get him back into it to pull within one and you're like thinking oh okay Jules we're, we're back in this thing you know and then the Canucks take two penalties and the power play does nothing I mean I I don't know man like this team is either okay the thing is I can't really complain because the effort was there tonight they just could not get puck possession for the life of them and I think I know we all kind of hated on Addison a little because of his defense, but like 
boy, howdy, do we need Addison right now? Like, we just need that puck-moving defenseman yep. who we just don't have. And, like, as much as I'd love to say call up Muka Madulin, I'm afraid if you take Muka Madulin off the Barracuda, no. So, um, talk, you know. Talk about Oof Marone. No, let's not. Sense. Let's not. Let's not talk about the Cuda. <laughs> but um, I'm kidding. But, like, they just, they missed that puck moving defenseman because they couldn't get out of their zone to save their life of them. And with Addison there, they were a lot better. With Addison and Sturm, I will say that they really missed Sturm. They miss Sturm. They miss a puck moving defenseman that they've had in some form for the last 15 years. Yeah, like there, but I'm curious if the Sharks have won a game without Sturm in the lineup this year, because I I I don't think they have. Where where's our where's our stats person here? Where are you? You know, uh, um, Addison is injured. Uh, for yeah. those asking in the chat, we I don't remember if it's an upper body, mid body, lower body, but he he is out. And I think it's, I don't know how long it's going to be. Or we could just call it the classic overall body soreness. <laughs> yeah, the overall, who knows when he's coming back. Yeah, right. <laughs> Teal so, curtain, baby. Yes. Uh, so the Sharks with two power plays later in the, the second period did not work out. And of course, what happens? The Canucks come down the ice and score. Dakota Joshua with his ninth, with about a... 45 seconds to go in the period makes it 5-3 and that probably was the one that pretty that much did it them. Yeah. yeah that tanked them like that was just don't allow goals in the last minute of any game like that's gonna derail you and um, exhibit A <laughs> <laughs> in the third period you saw the Sharks cut back within one though because and Jules is making me do it this way Jacob McDonald had a goal. E I E I goal. There you go. I did not make you do that. You, you just sang it no, after McDonald's. Don't McDonald you lie on air. Goal. Don't you dare. You want to bring out the teal helmet? Don't you dare. Y'all, for everyone who doesn't know, Puck Guy has a new item, which is a teal helmet. And he said if the Sharks won, he would wear it. But yeah. the Sharks never went on any bets I placed. So he That's didn't have true. to wear it. That's why I made the bet. <laughs> It's like the it's like the Barry Melrose in, in the two thousands. It's it's going to uh, if he bets one way, you you definitely bet the other way because it's gonna. Yeah, happen. no, it's a hundred percent the case. So yeah, <laughs> uh, but that's a separate issue for a separate time. But you saw McDonald get that goal to make it five four, and, and you thought the Sharks were starting to come on with the pressure, but then Jules they they stopped get they kept getting hemmed in their own zone. Uh, for for the third period and it just really did them in again they can't get out of there i would be curious to see the possession time for this game because boy howdy it felt like the canucks just had the puck the entire like effing game like that was ridiculous for zone time yeah it, it really really was it was not the best uh it, it kind of reminded me of early early season so yeah. No, it definitely did give us flashbacks to that because it, it was just a lot of like, we get it out, we dump it in left corner, we stay there for like five seconds and then it's out of the zone and we don't do anything and we don't get a shot and then we just keep going. Um, so it was, yeah. Yeah. Not not fun. Canucks would get a couple insurance goals to finish up the scoring at 7-4. Uh, the Sharks would uh, lose again. Uh, gee, what a shock. 
so a loss there as they go on a mini break. So they fly back tonight. And if I'm not mistaken, they are not allowed to go uh, to L.A. on the 27th until that morning. So I would assume if they, if nothing changes, barring anything, they would have their morning skate at, in San Jose and then fly down to, to L.A. for the game and then head right back up because they got Edmonton the next night. That's a brutal back-to-back. Coming, coming off of a... Off of the uh, holiday break, yeah. No bueno. I, I would not be surprised if the Sharks don't win either of those games. Because <clears throat> Edmonton's out for revenge and LA is just manhandling the Sharks. So. And on that note, get your tickets now for Sharks and Oilers <laughs> next Thursday. Oh, wait, yeah. No, get your tickets, guys. It's going to be a fun game. Sharks are going to win. Sharks are going to win. Sharks are going to win. If you don't know what I'm talking Boston, about. Come home. <laughs> Macklin Celebrini, who who I think got a game misconduct in the uh, pre uh, World Juniors uh, match. Yeah, he didn't get suspended. He just got kicked out of one game and was back at it today doing ridiculous things. So, oh boy. Yep. Some someone someone get Jules a fan. She she needs to cool down with all this <laughs> this hot Celebrini talk. Oh, oh God, no. But, no, I mean, Selbrini is good, and if the Sharks get him, I think uh, we will all be happy in oh. the future for many years to come. We, we would we will be as happy as, as a rookie Tomas Hurdle. To sure. carry three goalies for the back, but, yeah, for the, like, five goalie changes you're going to need in the middle of that game. Oh, boy. Yeah, for <laughs> three goalies back-to-back. I don't think so. Well, I don't think they're going to happen that one. But, you know, it will happen. We'll talk about the comments from the locker room. Uh, We begin with Mario Ferraro. Our mistakes are from not managing the puck. They capitalize on our turnovers. It was my fault on one of them. Our mistakes are too costly. You're not wrong, Ferraro. No. The the possession, and that takes a lot of it on here tonight. Uh, I mean, when you're having, like, three-minute-long shifts, you're going to make dumb decisions with the puck. I mean, and you're tired and everything, so the effort to get it out makes it even more tougher on that one. And Mario Ferraro, we we do need to give him some love, but we'll we'll give him how he's being very tough on himself. I felt good offensively, but I could have done better in the D zone. I have to take care of my own end first. There are things I need to be better at. Uh You see, part of me feels bad for this dude because the Sharks definitely threw him in a situation where it's like, just hopefully you can swim we're gonna throw you into the deep end so part of me feels bad for him i'm not gonna lie but hey at least he's bumping up his trade value yes a joke i'm joking do not come at me but but i'm also not maybe not wrong but it was a three assist night for mario ferraro and courtesy of darren stevens shark stats on holland on twitter (laughs) Uh, Ferraro's the first Sharks defenseman to have three assists in a game in Vancouver, uh, which, which, thank you very much. I, I, I think you are required to do, uh, do the sounder. Did somebody say Vancouver? Thank you very much, John Shorthouse. He also, he is the first Shark not named Burns or Carlson to have a three-assist game since 2011. By who? By who, Jules? Let's let's 
see if you can guess which sharks defenseman. Well, you told me this before the show. Oh, okay. So was it remembered. Pickles? Yes, was Mark Edward Vlasic in oh, the yeah. game against... He left the game with and just never returned. So I don't know if he came back, but there was a tweet he... out there that he left, and I don't know if he came back. He did come back for a little bit okay. in the third period. Just checking. Yeah. Just uh, checking. No, you're good. So, uh, yeah, Ferraro with three assists in a game. First time the Sharks defenseman's done that uh, since 20, well, 2011. Mark Edward Vlasic, where that wasn't named Burns or Carlson. Right. Yep. Okay. Sounds now, about right. Now back to Ferraro getting on himself about his defensive play tonight, but he was saying, "I'm not focused on offense. It just seems to be coming. I'm just trying to keep it simple." And he's definitely pumped up his offensive game. We had that nice goal in Vegas to to start things. I, I thought he looked really, really uh, offensively. Pushing, I guess, for lack of a better term, Jules. It definitely has been coming. But, uh, yeah, he's really uh, getting on himself about the, the D play tonight. And, and again, when you have three-minute shifts, it's going to hurt. He needs to not slide as often as he is. Um, I don't remember what goal it is, but he kind of slid. And I was like, I, I get what you're trying to do there, buddy. It was just not well executed. Right. But yeah, I mean, he, I get why he's hard on himself. I, it, he's kind of in a tough position, and it sucks to lose. But um, I, the the D just in general today wasn't amazing. It's not all on him. No, yeah, it's not. It's not like he was on all seven goals uh, no. for for the Canucks tonight. Um, as for the holiday break, it's time to spend time with family and friends, and then we have to be ready to go on the twenty seventh. Wow, you are. Hitting up all the cliches there, Ferraro. Thank you very much for that. Uh, indeed. Um, let's get to Mackenzie Blackwood in the locker room. You can you do the best you can. You try to be big, but I'm not a superhero. I don't have superhero reflexes. You just do the best you can do. What was the question to him for him I'm... to give that answer? That is an interesting one. I know. AJ, appreciate you uh, jumping in with with all this. If you can uh, answer on that one, because uh, I, I heard that because his answers were a little short. He's either just really frustrated with his defense in front of him, which I get, but that that kind of sounds like he's just frustrated at this point with either the defense or how the team played in front of him, which which I understand. But like, I'm curious what prompted him to answer this in this manner. Yeah, this seems a little out of character. Now, granted, when you're giving up seven goals in a game, it's uh, you could be frustrated too. You know, and I get that. I'm just curious because this is a little out of character for Blackwood. Yeah, that that's that's what I'm curious on. But uh, we'll continue on with the. Was, uh, oh, and actually, no, you did right. Blackwood was somewhat short with his answers. You could definitely hear some frustration in his responses. Uh, I'll be away from the rink with my family during the break. I would hope so. Yeah, makes sense. It, it is the, yeah, I don't know. I feel bad. I'm not going to pick on Blackwood here. Uh, I get it's probably hard to go up in front of the media after a game like tonight. So yeah. don't and blame a tough, him. And a tough one at that where you're, you know, 
19 saves on 25 shots is uh, not the best night and uh, frustrating yeah, yeah. going to holiday break with that fresh in your in your head for sure. Uh, Quinn would come out at the end here and make some comments. Our net front coverage was missing too often. The goals come too easy. We were soft and puck management wasn't great, but we had a chance. We need to realize how close we are to winning. Uh, He's not wrong. They, they got pretty close to tying the game several times and then just said, nope. Nope. They lost it either on turnovers or on man rushes that set up, you know, Quinn Hughes. Uh, definitely a lot of shots from the point trying to get tipped in. Uh, you know, you look at uh, Quinn Hughes had a shot and it was tipped in. I forget. I think it was a sixth goal for Vancouver. You also saw... Ian Cole, his shot got tipped in by Lafferty uh, to to get uh, for the Canucks to to extend their lead, and, and as opposed to the Sharks having uh, being getting a chance to tie it up. So, yeah. um, and Quinn kind of defends his goaltender a little bit, though. I can't blame Blackwood on any of these goals. It's too easy to get our net. And too easy to stand in front of it. Yeah, you got to gotta clear the garbage. Yeah. yeah, no, and the Sharks definitely didn't do that. <laughs> uh, they got to watch D3. That Mighty Ducks, come on now. I mean, their defense core is also just not good. Uh, Quinn wanted to give some praise to Mario Ferraro. I love everything about Ferraro's game on offense, on when, we, when to get involved, his mentality. This is the best hockey he's played. And yet he was very critical of himself after the game. <laughs> I think Quinn right now is just trying to put out fires that might start because I think the Sharks are getting frustrated again and in their own heads. And I feel like they're spiraling into maybe another 11-game losing streak. And I'm not saying they are, but I feel like they're trying to prevent this from spiraling out of control because once you lose, what have the Sharks have lost five now? Like once you lose five to six, you it, it can spiral. And I think he's trying to prevent any fires from starting. Yeah, it's the last thing you need, uh, especially in the break, because it, it will just eat you alive. Like, the Sharks cannot have another 11-game losing streak. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> oh, no. But, you know, allowing a seven, not great, but it is one of the best teams in hockey right now, folks. I mean, the Canucks are, are leading the Who league. Who would have thunk that? The Canucks are leading the league at 49 points out of 35 games. Now, granted, uh, the Rangers have three games in hand on the on the Canucks, and they're just two points back. So let's not get too crazy on the Canucks. But they uh, kudos to Vancouver. They've been doing it in a number of ways. They have a lot of great goal scoring. Thatcher Demko has been phenomenal for them. I mean, yeah, I, I again, I did not think the Canucks would be this good. Um, like someone put in the chat, they got Sam Lafferty for an absolute steal out of oh. fifth round pick. Like what were the Leafs thinking there? Um, I think at least I think he was traded from the Leafs. Um, but yeah, I mean, did not expect that and props to them. Let's see if they can actually make it count in the playoffs. Yeah. No kidding. That'll be interesting. That'll be very interesting on how Vancouver does in the playoffs. And Themco had that, crazy postseason um in the bubble 
uh, where he almost got the Canucks into the conference final, almost pulling off the upset against Vegas. So, yeah, yeah, and oh, oh. and AJ with the great oh, stat Jesus. there: Vancouver goal differential plus forty three, Rangers plus nineteen. Um, real quick here, uh, where is it? The Sharks have a minus sixty seven to put that into perspective. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> so, uh... oh. oh boy, oh boy, yeah, that's great. <laughs> um, no, I mean, yeah, both of those teams are very good. I fully, the Rangers are going to be a problem, and the Vancouver is a problem. Vancouver is definitely going to be an issue. I mean, whoever gets them is going to have a tall task in hand going up against these guys. They just kind of grind you down. And it's like they don't like they do have like Elias Pettersson is amazing. But like their bottom six just kind of grinds you down. And you saw them give a lot of problems to the Sharks third line or the sorry, Vancouver's third line, giving the Sharks a lot of problems. Depth players, man, they can they can make or break a team. So there's that for you. There's the obvious statement of the day. Yeah. Three of the NHL's best goal differentials as of now: Vancouver, L.A., Vegas. Yep, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, that should tell you something there. And, and all in the Pacific Division, which is doesn't but help the Pacific the Sharks. sucks. No, I'm kidding. The the, the Pacific <laughs> isn't great, but I, I I get I get the notion that the Pacific is a weaker weakest division. <laughs> but I mean, the those top three teams Vancouver Vegas LA I mean 49 47 42 I mean and LA has five games in hand even though they're seven points out of first place in the Pacific so a, a tight race in there and uh you know of course we don't talk about we don't talk about the uh the the playoff race because you know we're so far behind it <laughs> We're not eliminated yet. No, I'm kidding. Um, no, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the playoffs. Um, definitely not the teams I had going into it. I think the Oilers are probably going to make it in there. So if I were to guess who's out, I would assume it's the Flames, Kraken, Ducks, and Sharks. Um, but yeah. The Kraken really missed Martin Jones so badly. Well, the Kraken just don't have the <laughs> ridiculous scoring they had last year and all of their guys were kind of just clicking. Right. Yeah, but no, I mean, it, it's going to be interesting in the Pacific who makes it and who doesn't um, because the Central is also kind of stacked right now oh. with Arizona being good <laughs> and Ari- in the playoff spot. So. Arizona's in it. I mean, uh, Dallas is at 44, Colorado's at 44, Winnipeg's at 43. You know, you have Nashville at 38 and the Coyotes at 36 holding down the two. Um yeah i mean it's gonna be interesting to see who makes it um you know also a, a team to watch i know they're really down right now and i don't think they're gonna make it but the senators like they should be on the swing and i thought they would be better buffalo like uh, i know this is switching sides but like the wild card race just in the east and the west is going to be ridiculous this year it should so. be fun and the sharks can play spoiler in all of that so I mean, that's basically our playoffs as sad as it is. 
Yeah. Ian. Oh, that's Gitzer. a good point. Vancouver is this year Seattle. Everything they shoot at the net goes in. Yeah, and 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 then they're gonna drop off a cliff next year. So you know, like Seattle. All right, you heard it here, folks. Okay, no, no, you gotta <laughs> clip that, and, and we'll go from there. It's okay. Nothing I say ever actually happens. <laughs> so Vancouver fans, you might be actually making the playoffs. Who knows? Oh, jeez. All right. Well, with that, we put a bow on on the Sharks. Uh, sorry to trigger you, Ian. Let's talk about the Barracuda. <laughs> Barracuda. So the Barracuda were in Henderson tonight, taking on the Silver Knights after defeating them on Friday night. Just going to say this, uh, you know, at least it was 2 nothing. You had uh, Ethan Cardwell on the, uh, uh, with a nice turnaround Rister that that uh, goes in to make it one nothing Cuda, and then uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank? Oh, um, crap! Why am I drawing a blank on the who got the second goal for the Cuda? Damn it! I'm trying to. Perform. Um, I think it was. Uh, give me a sec. <laughs> Fudge. Um, no. Also, Merrick. real quick. Yeah, Merrick. Okay. Thank With you. This fourth of the season to make it two nothing, or excuse uh, me, two one. And then the Silver Knights come back. Your I will thoughts? say this: Ethan Cardwell is a guy to keep an eye on. Like I, I did not, I did not expect him to have the season he's having right now. Um, but that dude's gonna be a problem. Like a probably a very solid like third liner, four checky guy for the Sharks. Um, I, I really, uh, yeah. I'm waiting for Ian the Skype call right now to Barracuda rant. <laughs> they lost to Vegas's what tenth string goaltender. You're... Okay, here, he- hear me out. The bright size of the Barracuda. <laughs> I I know this is challenging, but the bright size of the side of the Barracuda right now is Cardwell's playing well. Robbins is back. Hey, Robbins is back. Yes. He came back. He's back. Um, Mukuma Doolin and. Gavanke have been a really good pair for them. Um, I did not watch tonight's game. I got stuck with arguably a worse game with the, the Sharks and the Canucks. Oh, jeez. Um, so sorry. No, you're good. Um, but, I mean, yeah, Cardwell looks good. Mukuma Doolin is starting to heat up, which is really good because probably by the trade deadline he'll be called up and, oh, God, help the Cuda at that point. Yeah. Um, yeah, so there's a few bright spots. I'm Robbins has looked okay so far he's getting his legs back um they've won three of their last five yeah that is true yeah. uh hello it's michael molasses uh he he's saying i'm the only one who said ethan cardwell was going to be awesome when he was drafted by us i will say this i thought he was going to be good i did not expect him to be this good i thought he was going to be a fourth line grinder maybe an ahl tweener i did not expect this this was unprecedented, but there's always that one guy who comes out of nowhere and suddenly makes your like I don't know NHL roster, and that's a guy I think who has that potential to do that. So, <laughs> Robbins is yeah. Go ahead. Anyways, we should get off the Cuda before this turns into a Jules rant of the day. Well, no, that's okay. That's that's where we're headed to. Since it is Festivus, it is time to. Oh God to the airing of grievances uh by the way for you 
CUDA fans, your next matchup will be on Friday in Bakersfield, taking on the Condors, and then Bakersfield travels up to San Jose on Saturday night to take on the CUDA. Uh, that's wrong, hasn't Bakersfield been struggling also? Or did I just dream that? Anyways, sorry, keep talking. I got uh, distracted. Oh, oh, that's all right. So we got the CUDA Friday and Saturday against the Condors. That's a home-at-home home. Uh so I'll be on the lookout for that. All right. So chat, I put in there earlier the area grievances. I'm I'm waiting for you here. Come on. Uh for you, Jules, you know, you want to air your grievances or uh what was on your uh, wish list uh of sorts for the sharks going for here on out. My my wish list is for Malcolm Selbrini. I'm gonna just say that. You know, I, I think we need like listen. I love the I love the Sharks, but it's we are overdue for a first overall pick, you know. <laughs> um, and I think a one-two punch of Will or uh, Malcolm Selbrini and William D. Smith is going to be mm. effing amazing, and will give all of us joy. Um, and Quinton Musty, so and oh. a very elite defenseman, maybe Adam Yurchek. So that that's my wish list. You can throw in a Luca Cagnani, you know. Luca, oh, the guy's only nineteen. People forget that. <laughs> and Will Smith's only eighteen. Like Jesus, these guys are gonna be good. Let's only hope they know how to play defense. That's that's all I gotta say. <laughs> Listen, my again, if you have the puck the entire game, who the fuck needs defense? Okay. I'm joking. We need defense, but we have furlong <laughs> for that. <laughs> furlong. Yeah. No, you mentioned, you know, I know this is kind of transition into the Jules uh, prospect report, but I mean. I mean, yeah. World Juniors, Philip Beeston, Matthias Havlid, arguably an underrated choice prospect, Matthias Havlid, um, Jake Furlong, all playing Will Smith, Eric Polkamp. For those of you who did not know, Eric Polkamp was drafted in like the sixth round, and probably for those of you who did not know he existed, he made the World Juniors team. So there you go. Nice. I love how Marty T. Yeah, because Chicago's going to let him go play in the World Juniors. Uh, Batard is still technically available <laughs> for for World Juniors. Oh so. God, no! Don't send them Bedard, please. No, <laughs> no, I, they're not going to. But fucking uh, Bedard and Zegras today pulled off yep. the Michigan, they're both like competing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's like anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah, it's so yeah. Uh, definitely fun to see in in the NHL tonight. Yeah, the Bedard's first Michigan, Zegras. Like Zegers Fourth just, Michigan, just makes it look smooth. Zegers is just so silky smooth. Um, not to make this about the Sharks, but will, one of Will Smith's, I think, shades of I think is Trevor Zegers. Don't quote me on that, but that's what I've been hearing. Um, but yeah, so maybe Smith pulls off the Michigan. No pressure, <laughs> or Eklund, or Celebrini, or Musty. Inter- oh, Musty. All right, this is derailed into prospect talk. <laughs> but yeah. But nonetheless, it's been fun. It's been fun. Oh, Come on, let's hear your grievances. I guess I guess there's nobody needs to have grievances. 
Okay, well, Rob, <laughs> I Ivan... want McCarthy fired. There we go. I think a lot of people would agree with McCarthy getting fired, but I honestly don't see it happening till the end of the season. Unfortunately, I just I I don't think that's gonna happen. Honestly, can we get a first for Mario Ferrara or anyone on the Sharks? Give us another first rounder. Any first rounder, I will take. I think if it, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen at the deadline. Oh, a hundred percent. If but... where where everybody overbuys on it. Leafs will trade you Mario Ferrara for a first and <laughs> Fraser Minton. I'm kidding. <laughs> All right. She, she now she's really getting now that that apple teeny's really gotten to her. <laughs> Just put it out there. So. Oh God. All right. She's like, I'm ready to go to bed. I I have presents to wrap and everything. So. <laughs> no, no, this is chill. I like talking prospects. If Chicago gets so Brini, oh, if Chicago gets so Brini, I think um, whoever's doing this stream might lose their marbles. Oh, my God. Like, I just, I don't think that would end well for the entire league. Um, I, I would, like, get off of X as quickly as possible and to avoid that at all costs if the Chicago Blackhawks land Malcolm Sobrini. But we've seen that with, uh, with, with, Edmonton just like grabbing like what six lotteries. But they didn't do shit with it. Right. The the, the issue is Selbrini's good and Connor <laughs> Bedard's good. So and they also have Oliver Moore. Like that's no, don't give fucking Chicago Selbrini, please. Bring him back home. Bring him to San Jose. Let Mike Greer draft a Boston guy. Oh. That would be wicked awesome. Uh, Marty T asking, who's overbuying on Ferraro? Anyone who needs defense. So Carolina leaves. Um, who else sucks at defense? Anyway, any well, team us? sucks at defense. I mean... Well, okay, not us. The teams who are trying to win. <laughs> just, just putting it out there. Marty T, Iser and Smith would be such a beauty combo too. Absolutely. Oh, that, that, that's. I will say, uh, like someone just put it in the chat, his stock is going down a bit. Boo. Um, not to say that if the Sharks don't have the second overall pick, I would love for them to draft Iserman. I think he and Smith could um, light up the league. Yeah. And also, he, he kind of, I think, fits what Smith like strides in with his other line mates right now. He kind of fits that like pure sniper mentality. Oh, yeah. Indeed. And Jerry F making a point here, if the wild card race gets crazy, which it already is, I think many teams will be overbuying at the trade deadline. A team to also look out for is Detroit. I know they're a little stacked on the blue line right now. Um oh yeah, sorry, but I got distracted. Demidov and um Levishnov are also really good. Uh, so th th those are also great guys. But uh, a team like Detroit, I wouldn't be surprised, who needs defense and can't hold a lead for the life of them. <laughs> wouldn't be surprised if CBY does some business there. So we mean to be Justin seen... Hall is so good at defense. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> kidding. So it remains to be seen what will happen, but uh, we'll see how it goes. It's going to be an interesting... I know these are usually the dog days of winter. For uh, the NHL, where it just, you know, it's like, okay, we're not quite in the playoff mode yet, but it's coming. So. It is coming. Yep. 
So with that, I think we will wrap things up. In case you miss anything where you want to watch this again, check us out at tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher where it's Apple, Google, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, Spot, uh, TuneIn, iHeart, Odyssey. Of course, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, do yourself a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that notification bell to let you know when we go on the air. And of course, give us some love on this one right here. Uh, I'll ask you, hey, uh, you know, what do you want to see uh, down the road for the Sharks the rest of the way? Uh, do you want to see uh, more kids come up? Do you want to see the uh, prospects, or I'm excusing the veterans, trying to take the game up to their next level? So we'll see on that one. So leave us a comment thumbs up this video right now if you haven't already shame on you but uh sure. as we uh come back live um so there you go jules you're welcome your birthday <laughs> present it was a loss by the sharks ah uh, yes even a loss by the sharks but i threw on the teal helmet just for oh my God. yes someone take a screenshot of this this every time the sharks win is oh that that's no now you just ruined it do the sharks need another defenseman we have two we have Lacey and Alpuck guy available for defense at all time oh nobody wants to see me play defense I was a good (laughs) shot blocker when I played but uh, but I was on the wing they have so many of those (laughs) yes oh yeah so so Jules I I know what I hope you don't need to have another uh, well you can have another you're 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 of (laughs) You're of that age. She's like, what could I get? I mean, do you, do you have a drink du jour yet? Or no, no, I'm, I'm watching Elf and going to bed. <laughs> and <laughs> they're losing on purpose to get Jules the first over. Listen, I am not mad about it. I, if they keep losing and we get Celebrini, I will be at that draft, and I will be so happy. Reports say that she's trying to book her room soon. Let's just put it out there. Reports are that I'm trying to make it to Vegas. Yes. So there you go. So a little added investment into the draft lottery's live stream uh, <laughs> coming this off season at Teal Town USA. <laughs> for sure. Wish us luck if it's Chicago who wins it. Oh, anyway. God. So uh, Jules, thank you. Happy birthday, my friend. Hope hope you have a great holiday season for you. your final thoughts. Happy holidays, everyone, and Tankini for Sobrini. Yeah. <laughs> Caught me mid sip as you're saying that. Dang it. You almost made Also Kuda be better. Oh, God. Yeah, please. For the sake of our sanity. For sake of Ian Sandy for that matter. <laughs> yeah, no God, more Ian poor Sanity guy. than anyone. <laughs> yes. Uh, so she's at sharks underscore jewels on the Twitter and the Instagram. I'm at Puckguy14 on literally everywhere on social media. Uh, bunch of love to everyone. Thank you very much for watching this. Uh, to our crew, thanks for hanging in there. I know it's been a long haul already, and we're only almost halfway through. Oh boy. <sighs> but appreciate each and every one of you. Stay safe out there. Hope you have a great holiday uh, the rest of the weekend. Uh, we will be back with you tomorrow night as the Pucknologist Christmas Eve Spectacular will take place. 
Jerk and AJ will recap this week in Sharks Hockey, among other things. So be on the lookout for that at Sunday night, 7 p.m. Pacific, uh, right here on this YouTube channel. Uh, that'll do it for us for right now. Uh, thank you for watching. The next After Dark will be on Wednesday as the Sharks take on the LA Kings in Los Angeles. So be on the lookout for that a little bit after 10 o'clock here on the West Coast. So thank you for watching. Have a great holiday and be safe out there. And until next time, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone, and enjoy the holidays. Good night.